Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, I am joined by my friend Donald Trump Jr. about his new book, Liberal Privilege. Consider supporting us at charliekirk.com slash support and email us, as always, at freedom at charliekirk.com. When you guys support us at charliekirk.com slash support, $10, $20 a month, $30 a month, $100 a month, you allow us to continue to do more podcasts, have better guests, and fight for freedom and American exceptionalism every single day in front of millions of people. Donald Trump Jr. is here, everybody. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Charlie Kirk Show. I am joined by my friend Donald Trump Jr., who has an incredible new book out, Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible. Don, welcome back to The Charlie Kirk Show. And tell us about why you wrote this book and the significance for this book heading into this very important election. Well, a couple of fold, Charlie. And I, I know you were such a big part of, you know, Triggered and even the book tour and everything like that. I had no intention of writing another book. It was sort of one of the unintended consequences, really, of the quarantine, right? When we were in lockdown, I started writing this book and I decided to self-publish because if that would have lasted two, three, four, five weeks, I wouldn't have actually had time to finish. But with four months, I just started looking. I was at home. You can't go to work. You couldn't go to church. You couldn't do anything. So I'm locked at my house. And as much fun as KG is, you know, I had to do a little bit of work, too. It wasn't it wasn't just pleasure. And I started looking and researching Joe Biden. And I was just astounded how much stuff is out there about Joe Biden that literally no one in the media is talking about. I mean, just refuse to even acknowledge. I mean, these are things that would be totally disqualifying to Trump or any conservative. Joe Biden, it's as though they never happened. And I said, man, 50 years is a long time to not have a record. I mean, that's half a century. You know, sort of my line from the convention speech was, you know, he's the Loch Ness monster of the swamp. And it's true. And liberal privilege is exactly that, right? It's the ability to have you know, flip-flops through your entire career. It, it's the ability to have failure. It's the ability to destroy the American manufacturing, American jobs, the middle class, and be able to run yeah. on that platform as though you're magically going to now save it, despite having spent 50 years destroying it and not being held accountable, not being called out by a mainstream media that you and I have spoken about many times, Charlie, have just totally abdicated their responsibility to inform the American people to be activists for the far left. I mean, I know we've been the recipients of their ire on more than a few occasions, but that's what it is. So I go through you know, Joe Biden's voting record, you know, NAFTA, TPP, uh, China permanent status in the World Trade Organization that destroyed the working class. I go into Joe Biden's health. I interviewed Ronnie Jackson, you know, Admiral Ronnie Jackson, the former White House doctor who 
who observed Joe Biden over years and sees him now, you know, talking about I, I wouldn't feel comfortable as a citizen of America to let this guy with obvious cognitive decline be president. And and again, if Donald Trump mispronounces a complicated name, you know, every telepsychologist in America is on TV saying he's in the later stages of Alzheimer's and dementia. Joe Biden can't remember where he is most of the time. I mean, he needs a teleprompter to speak to three people. You see when he's doing these sort of cush like that Anderson Cooper interview, you know, one of the few times he actually answers a question, he's reading notes off the side of the screen because he can't remember basic talking points. I mean, it, if you've been doing this for half a century, you can't remember like the basic talk. You don't know what your platform is. You don't know what you're saying. You can't remember. You need a teleprompter. Uh, it's pretty sad. So it, it goes through and delineates all of that. It goes through the Biden family. And it's not just Hunter uh, that you know leached off of uh, Joe's offices. Uh, it's Joe's brother and the sister. And all the Biden family has probably made hundreds of millions of dollars living off of Joe Biden's taxpayer funded office. And he's such a humble public servant. Yeah. You know, Hunter's one point five billion, which is 30 million a year in fees in a typical fund, as you know, 30 million a year in fees. You think Joe's going to be tough on China? We talk about these things because if we did this, if I took $1.5 from China, Charlie, it would be disqualifying. It would That's be the right. end of the world as we know it, uh, according to the media. But for them, nothing to see here, folks. What I love about the title is it's so true because there's all these discussions in America right now around privilege. And you make the argument there is legitimate liberal privilege. So let's talk about one that happened, on recently. You and I were both at the last evening, the final evening of the Republican National Convention. The president gave a phenomenal speech. You were on stage. It was a great convention. And you did really well. Um, in your speech as well. And then I, as the president was wrapping up, I was kept on turning around because I heard the thousands of rioters outside. And you and I yeah. have dealt with these maniacs before, and I knew how yeah. to carefully avoid them. Rand Paul got assaulted outside by the BLM yeah. Incorporated left-wing arsonist terrorists. Pastors yeah. got assaulted. I want you to imagine, this is liberal privilege in its worst form. Imagine if 4,000 Trump supporters were waiting outside of the Obama White House and were screaming at people that were coming after a evening address on the White House lawn and Senator Bernie Sanders was assaulted outside of there. That is yeah. liberal privilege. A hundred percent. You wouldn't even it would be the biggest story yeah. of the month. Of they the year. Do nothing but talk <laughs> about it. Any any one of them. But but Rand Paul, I mean, he gets assaulted with his wife. And it's not even a single person, not one of his colleagues in Congress even denounced it from the other side. It's like it's as though it didn't happen or they're just tacitly accepting of it happening. What's worse about it, though, and it shows you sort of the level of I guess it's the lack of intellect of these protesters is they're screaming at Rand Paul, say her name, talking about Breonna Taylor, not knowing that Rand Paul is the guy that introduced the legislation with her name on it. For no knock raids. Yeah. No knock raids. Mm -hmm. So they're assaulting the guy that is literally the champion of the cause, which means they know nothing about the cause. They were given some talking points. They were given the bullet points and they were told to go make trouble. If, if you're doing it from a genuine standpoint, if you're doing it with any sort of modicum of decency and intellectual honesty, you would know what's going on in the case. You wouldn't assault the one senator that actually brought forth this sort of legislation. It just shows you how out of touch they are. And, and it's, it's truly sick. You know, you saw, you know, the DNC with their hate filled, you know, it was a one week long. I hate America Zoom call with the production value of my, my kids' kindergarten Zoom class. Uh, and not one person denounced 
That's right. Three, four months of rioting. Not, not one person even mentioned it. It's, it's though it's not happening. It's, it's sad, but I think that was a vision that we saw. I mean, your speech was incredible about these sort of things. And, you know, that's what Americans saw. They saw stories, people living their American dreams, stories that literally could only happen in America. And the left attacks that, oh, there wasn't enough out-of-touch Hollywood celebrities. <laughs> well, and I think you it's, know, it was Meanwhile, real- their production value is a disaster, and I guess they've lost a lot of their flair for production ever since Harvey Weinstein <laughs> went to prison. So uh, it, it's pretty sad. Well, and I, I thought the Republican convention did an amazing job. And there's a lot of different other positives from it. You remember back in 2016 at the Republican convention in Cleveland, these things are glorified circuses, right? I mean, you have yeah. reporters everywhere, people that leak, people that that there's fights that break out. What was really interesting, Don, is that there was none of that extra drama around this week's convention. And I just thought of this the other day because I went back in the archives and I read all the coverage of the 2016 convention. And most of the media coverage was happening outside of the convention, not inside of it. And actually in a very bizarre way, in like one of the greatest self-owns in history, since the Democrats have shut down the entire country, basically, and we were forced to do a virtual convention, which is understandable, the message actually became the top tier issue. Instead of all the other kind of protests and pageantry and people screaming at each other. It's a really good point. You know, they they would have never touched Alice Johnson or Herschel Walker. That's exactly right. If there was rioting and looting outside of the RNC. And then then if one Trump supporter. Republicans brought to Charlotte. Look at what they brought here. And if one Trump supporter would have said something mean to somebody, that would have been the front page of everywhere. And it would have been distraction from all these other speakers. A hundred percent. So, you know, the unintended consequences that we got to tell a real story, a vision for America, one that explains how America is the greatest country in the world. And again, if you looked at the Democrats, you'd say you, you live in the most oppressive nation in the world, which is, you know, not not sellable in any modern context other than when the mainstream media is your marketing wing. And you know, you, you compare those two things, and it, it's no wonder they got no bounce, and we did. Yeah. So totally. So I'm going to read from one of your uh, chapters here, Unfit to Serve. And by the way, it's a terrific book. I encourage everyone to check it out. Liberal privilege. And I think it is the most comprehensive takedown of Joe Biden. And what I love most about this book is that it dives deep into the record of Joe Biden, where some conservatives, I hear this quite often, people say, oh, Joe Biden's such a good guy. And I guess he's harmless. You do not take that approach in this book. You don't. You do not take. Because he's not. That's the image the media wants to sell. That's the image the media wants to sell. Look, it's it's moderate Joe Biden from Scranton. No, he left Scranton when he was eight years old. He moved to the D.C. area. He got his first elected D.C. swamp position in his 20s and has been there for 50 years. Now he's going to fix something. If Joe Biden knew how to fix anything, why didn't he do it already, Charlie? Why didn't he start? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he wasn't the VP to the first African-American president in America. Maybe he could have addressed racial inequality. Maybe he could have done something with the First Step Act and prison reform. Maybe opportunity zones. But no, that's the problem. The Democrats don't want to solve these problems. They want to campaign on them. That's exactly right. If you solve the problem... You know, well, what, do you, what are you bringing to the table now? Their agenda isn't one to help America. Their agenda is one that's based entirely on dependence. They need you to be dependent on big government. Otherwise, they don't offer you much. So they could have addressed these problems. I mean, I know guys that take a little while to warm up. Okay, it usually takes me 30, 40 seconds in an interview to sort of get in my groove. A half a century is too long. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone in America is dumb enough to believe that Joe Biden's now going to do that. He's going to be the savior of the middle class and working Americans. Well, it's sort of weird when you spend the first half a century of your career building China, 
destroying the middle class, destroying American manufacturing. Again, TPP, NAFTA, and you know, world uh, permanent status of the World Trade Organization. I mean, these did irreparable damage to America, but the media is running like he's a champion of blue collar workers because he says he is, and no one's calling him out. So because they've abdicated their role, someone had to step up. And so, like I said, the unintended consequence of the quarantine was I had the time to do this work, and I couldn't believe how much there is that is so damaging, so bad. So this isn't even a book, you know, for guys like you and me who. This is really a book for people who don't know, for people who are independents but realize that the media is just playing favorites, realizing the media is a cheerleader for the left, wanting to hear the alternative, wanting to hear some facts about the other side so they can actually make you know, an informed decision going into November. This book is designed for them because when you realize what's going on, what Joe Biden's really about, you realize you know, he's not moderate blue-collar Joe from Scranton. He's the Loch Ness Monster of the Swamp. And you say it so well in Chapter 2. Quote, Joe Biden might be the original swamp monster. Very well said. He's been part of the establishment for so long, he's put down roots 50 years as a Washington insider, twice as long as I've been alive. That's pretty incredible longevity. I'll give him that. But is today's gaff-prone Biden the same one who started his liberal crusade? The guy we have now, the guy we have now can't even remember what state he's in half the time. He confuses his wife with his sister, which I hope doesn't happen at home. And to make matters worse... While he's running for president, Biden told voters in South Carolina he was running for a United States Senate seat. And you go on further here and you detail exactly the policies that he argues for. Can you also talk about what he has promised to do through his entire deal with Bernie Sanders? If I'm not mistaken, you also yeah. have Bernie Sanders um, or Chuck Schumer on your cover and you talk about it. Um, and I don't want to yeah. misspeak here, but you talk about how this is an entire radical takeover of our government. Correct. It's not just Joe Biden. It is. You know, Joe Biden's the vessel to get them there because, again, the media can utilize him as a way to sell. It's just marketing, right? No one believes that Joe Biden's actually in control, even of himself at this point, let, let alone the Democrat Party. But they can sell to America. This is just moderate, nice guy, Joe. It, it's all BS, Charlie. But they can do that. But meanwhile, the media got who they really wanted to be in charge, which is Kamala. Right. They got that. They got the Bernie Sanders joint unity platform on Joe's website, where you, the American taxpayer, Charlie, have the privilege of spending $4 trillion in a tax hike that he's saying. He's not even pretending. Mm -hmm. Middle-class America, we're going to tax you so you can pay for free health care, free education, free lawyers, for illegal immigrants to make sure that they get those benefits. Now, you don't have the privilege, Charlie, of getting that for yourself or for your kids. You have to pay for that on top of all of it, but you can pay for it for others. I mean, this is a radical Marxist platform. Yes. The destruction of the yes. suburbs, uh, you know, where we're going to say, you know what, all these big cities that you escape, that you pay a lot of taxes to live in the suburbs, you know what, we're going to eliminate single family housing. All those cities, those Democrat run cities and strongholds for 100 years in some cases, you know, they've failed, they've racked up debt, they've run deficits, they're falling apart, they're a total disaster. Just look around. You know what, we're going to give them power over the suburbs, you know, just to give everyone a little bit more. I mean, what this will do to the American middle class, what will do to that sort of suburban American ideal and dream and tradition, it, it will destroy it That's along exactly with your right. property values and ultimately your schools. Um, it's, it's a true, is scary proposition. But again, if a Republican was proposing legislation this radical, like people would talk about it. The media is pretending like, no, 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 it's just it's great moderate legislation while they're laughing that they're probably able to sell 
a strong and a large portion of the American populace that that's actually true when it's not. And that's why this book is so important, since literally I feel like I'm the only person in America, you perhaps with me, actually highlighting these I things. I totally agree with that. Against a mainstream media complex that's a, you know, it's David and Goliath. I mean, these are billion dollar companies yes. pushing a narrative, jamming it down your throat, spoon feeding it to you all day, even though it's a lie, not telling the counterpoint even remotely. Well, what I, what I love about this book is that you challenge the premise. A lot of these conservative circles that we both run in, I hear from even media people on the radio and on television, they say, well, Joe Biden's harmless. And you say, no, your baseline no, is that he's not. not harmless. Is that He's actually more harmful because yes. more people will vote for him thinking the policies exactly are different right. than what they actually are. So that's the thing. He's not a candidate. He, he's a vessel for the radical left. He's like camouflage for the radical left to push their agenda under the guise of it being a moderate mm -hmm. platform. But if you go through that Biden-Sanders joint unity platform, I, like I said, it's literally like the communist manifesto for the new age. It should scare all of us. It will drive yes. our economy into the ground. It will drive already stressed systems, whether that be education or healthcare or anything, into the ground and it will destroy so much of the American dream to a point where it's probably irreparable. You take that with some of the radical ideas of the left, whether it's you know stacking courts, you know statehood for D.C., statehood for Puerto Rico. That way they get a control of the Senate with another four senators. And you have a 50 year power shift where you'd never have you'd probably never get it back. Uh, you know, you'd never get the Supreme Court back. You'd never get the Senate back. And that's how they would implement their Marxist ideology on this country and destroy it in the process. So the title is liberal privilege. And I encourage everyone to check it out. Now, Don, you grew up in New York. You spent a lot of time around liberals, not around yeah. leftists. Can you talk about how your upbringing, how you have seen what used to be called a liberal now turn into just a radical insurrectionist? Yeah. So this is very helpful for a lot of our younger listeners who sometimes conflate terms because you, you grew right. up around what would be called yeah. as liberal America, but that's not what's happening right now. No, and, and it's, it's beyond that. I mean, I think, you know, if, if you looked at, you know, John F. Kennedy today, uh, you know, a hero of the left, he would be considered alt-right. <laughs> you know, he'd be a neo-Nazi, according to, you know, the left today. Uh, you know, this isn't your grandfather's Democrat Party. This isn't the party that represents working class Americans anymore. And you don't believe me. Just look at their platform. It literally it spends more time focusing on helping people who are here illegally than it does yep. actually American citizens. Look at what's going on into some of the, you know, the the bills over the last couple of months for coronavirus. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is sitting there fighting for billionaires and millionaires to get their salt deductions yep. back. But when my father says, hey, I want to implement a payroll tax to put dollars back into Americans wallets, meaning your taxpayer dollars, we want to give them back to you. She wants to give it back to billionaires. I mean, I, that's that probably cost me six figures a year. But I wanted to go to the American people. You know, they need it right now. It's their money. And that's where government gets conflated. These radicals, it's government money. It's government. No, it's not. It's taxpayer money. And so I've seen that. I mean, again, I grew up in a place I've always been conservative, but I grew in a place I used to be able to have a dialogue with some of these people. And you know, now, like I could argue their standpoint. I could even put myself in their shoes, incredibly argue their case. Now I do that. And it's like I, you, you can't even have yeah. the conversation. I can't even fathom where they're coming from. Now, what I will say is this. Many of them also realize how far it's gone and they're like, yeah, this just it's, it's well, getting yeah, ridiculous. And, and, Whether let, it be yeah, and let me hit on that. Our other episode that we're airing alongside this one is this woman, Vicki Osterweil, who has a book called In Defense of Looting. This is a real thing. In Defense of Looting. I saw that. And this is and this is where the Democrat Party is going. And only liberals 
with liberal privilege could get away with being able to say, we're going to yeah. defend stealing private property from lower income business owners. But, but Charlie, like it's, it's beyond that. This is the first time in American history where the Democrat platform seems to be, hey, you'll get arrested for opening up your business to put food on your family's table. But you won't get arrested for looting someone else's business. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, it's it's asinine. I mean, it's literally if, if you go to church, work, That's right. school, you, you literally won't get fined. People are getting summons. People were getting arrested. People were losing their business licenses. Those are three pretty simple, basic tenets of just American ideals. But looting, rioting, you know, that's acceptable because it's for political purposes. Just like you saw, you got a social distance at the Trump White House. But if you have 50,000 people marching in protest, all of a sudden you're immune to COVID-19. It doesn't apply. And we had doctors on there saying that, well, it's different because this is, you know, for political purposes. So I'm like, wait, does the virus differentiate? Because I don't think it does. I don't think it does. But you've also had a whole you know, campaign of fear manipulating around the virus, That's especially right. with what you saw from the CDC coming out where, well, only six percent of the cases were actually people that didn't have some sort of really comorbidity, uh, you know, pre-existing conditions that some of these people may not have made it through the rest mm-hmm. of the year with or without covid. But they can rack that up because they can use that fear to control you. They can use that fear to drive their agenda. No difference than the rioting and looting. Like I said, they only came out against it once CNN said, oh, man. It's kind of hurting you in the polls, guys. We got to, oh, hey, now we're against it. Magically, after 90 days, we're going to come out and actually say something. I, I, I'd like to believe no one's dumb enough to buy what they're selling. But when you have billions pushing it, when you have guys that are consuming a couple minutes of news a day, Charlie, you know, and it's all negative, it's still hard to overcome yeah. that. That's why we have to work that much better and more efficiently and harder to overcome the deficits that, you know, are, are sort of just natural to our side of the equation. Well, I want to give the listeners a little bit of hope here. And Don, you deserve a lot of credit. And so does the Trump campaign for staying the course and keeping keeping faith, because according even to the latest betting odds, which is a really interesting indicator, yeah. uh, it's basically a statistical tie right now between President Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, the latest real clear politics average in the battleground states have almost every single state within the margin of error, absent just Pennsylvania's one poll. But I think we know that some of these polls can be a little bit skewed. But even if you think these polls are skewed, it's right there. I mean, this race is now tight. Yeah. And your book is able to address Joe Biden and bring down, in my opinion, his favorability, which is way too high, even amongst moderate Republicans and moderate voters. What is your opinion of the state of the race right now? It's ever changing. And I actually think your book is going to play a role in convincing people to vote for your father and not vote for Joe Biden. That's the idea, because, I mean, if you're if you're net neutral, you've not heard a single bad thing about Joe Biden. Now, there's plenty there. There's 50 years of it. But, you know, again, no one's talking about it. So the idea of this book was always to to put it out there. It's why I self-published it. Right. I didn't want anyone telling me you can't do that. You and I both know people uh, very close to us who've gotten that call from their publisher. You know, well, we don't like that point. You're getting a little too aggressive on it. Now, you're not going in. People aren't going out of bounds. They're just saying this is you know, where we are as conservatives. This is literally our platform. But you're being threatened, you know, monetarily uh, by publishers in there. So I said, I want full control. I want to make sure they can't play games. I want to make sure they can't just say, hey, we're just not going to release it. You know, this is the definitive sort of dossier on Joe Biden. This is all of the things the media should be doing but has refused mm-hmm. to do. These are all of the things that you have to do to understand not just you know, his terrible voting record, but the personality, the family. You know, it is not the image 
uh, that the mainstream media has sold you uh, of the Bidens and everything they're doing. And again, that's not just Hunter uh, and, and the drugs and the running from child support and alimony and the cush deals that no one, no reasonable business person could possibly get from China and the Ukraine. But it's the brother and the housing contracts in Iraq that he magically get, never built a house in his life. But congratulations. Now you're in charge. Uh, it's it's that pay to play uh, aspect of Washington, D.C. that so many people hate that the Bidens are such a big part of. I mean, they're the ultimate swamp creature, right? And, you know, I think with this book, when people read it, when they show it to their friends, when they use this as the basis to have an argument uh, with their friends that are either on the fence or even on the other side to be like, but did you know? It's going to be like me because you and I do this all the time. And I was like, whoa, wow. No one, how has no one said that? I mean, yes. like I said, Ronnie Jackson, you know, two aneurysms. The guy can't remember where he is half the time. If can, you say you had two explosions So Joe Biden's had two aneurysms. Can you, can you dive into that really quick? He's had two aneurysms? Yeah. He's literally had two aneurysms that could almost kill you. If you ask the doctor, if you had one aneurysm that put him, you know, in a coma, essentially, for uh, quite a bit of time, even one, the chances of you having, you know, not having cognitive issues later on is almost impossible. He's had two separately. Okay, now you combine that with the very glaring cognitive decline. You say, well, really, I don't see it. Watch Joe Biden give a speech today and watch him 15 years ago in the Senate and tell me it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Now, if Donald Trump mis- you know, mispronounced some obscure name, it's over, right? He's, he's in dementia. He's got dementia. Joe Biden does this stuff on a daily basis. Yes. And it's like, you can't even question it. You can't even talk about it. So I literally, I interviewed Ronnie Jackson uh, from the White House you know, Medical Office, you know, because people have to know these things. You can't, I feel terrible for someone that's going through dementia, right? That, that's not an easy thing. But like, I don't feel bad enough to be like, you know what? I'm going to give you the nuclear football. I'm going to give you my kid's future. You know, because I feel bad. It's a, you could be a great grandfather. You could be a great human. You can do a lot of stuff with it. But like, you're going to get the presidency of the United States because we feel bad about addressing this thing. Yeah, Stop. Totally. If these things happened to Donald Trump, it'd be front page news every day. No doubt. So, so Don, uh, in the last question here, what else about the book should people know? They can find it on Amazon, right? We encourage everyone to, yeah. for their, whatever book provider they have, I encourage everyone to go buy one or two or three copies. But most importantly, go buy a copy for liberal friends or for people in the middle, right? And yeah. make this case. And I, I say quite often, and you make the case throughout the whole book, if the left did not have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all, whether it be Hillary at Clinton all. smashing devices under a subpoena, whether it be Joe Biden yeah. doing billions of dollars of business, our greatest enemy, China, if Republicans did any of this or creating a terrorist mob outside of the White House going after Trump supporters. How about encouraging someone to not concede an election even if you lose? I mean, Hillary Clinton basically did that. So Mm -hmm. did Stacey Abrams. I mean, she still thinks she's the The governor governor of Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) So, you know, that's the left's play, right? It's accuse them of doing all Mm -hmm. of the things that you're actually doing. And it's no different than Joe Biden sort of gaslighting that these are somehow Trump's riots. Again, in Democrat cities with Democrat mayors, with Democrat policies, with Joe Biden voters. Uh, it, it, it doesn't work, but you know, the media will try to do that. So this is the definitive book. I know, you know, Amazon, obviously the usual Barnes and Noble, uh, it'll be available there because I'm self-publishing. I also offered it to a lot of, you know, I know a lot of guys in our world and conservative world, they're like, I don't want to give money to the Amazon Washington post. Uh, so I actually made it available on my website as well. Triggered was so popular. Everyone kept saying, Hey, can I get an autograph copy? So I even make autograph copies available on donjr.com. So you can just go literally five letters, D O N J R.com. Uh, you know, and get it there for those who don't want to give Amazon the business. But if you want to do the one click thing, I understand that as well. And unlike the left, I don't just cancel everything. Uh, I, I let you make up your own mind. Well, donjr.com is the website. It is a phenomenal book. And Don, I know you're traveling the country a lot. 
on behalf of your father. Last question. What are you seeing? What are you hearing as far as the race? I'm seeing this race completely turn upside down. I think Joe Biden is freaking out that he's actually might be losing in some of these states. It's still a lot of time left. You and I both know that the left probably has some some surprises left. There's tons of money still to be spent and to be raised. But tell us what you're feeling and seeing. You know, it, it really feels good. And you know me, like, you know, I, I get it. I'm the son of a billionaire from New York City. So I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to have an opinion and I'm white privileged and all of these things. But like, you know, I, that I do spend a lot of time in sort of real America, you know, and, and the amount of sort of Trump signs I see. And again, mm-hmm. strongholds that were former Democrat strongholds, you know, blue collar Democrat areas, Northeast PA, where my farm is. and I spend my weekends there. I mean, it's Trump signs everywhere. Upstate New York, Trump signs everywhere. You know, it's literally probably 50 to one. So there's just a lot of enthusiasm. People see a guy that's fighting for them, that doesn't need this, that isn't part of the swamp, that's sort of the anti-politician politician. politician. Uh, And I think they're excited about that. They're excited to have someone finally willing to fight for them, to take it on, to, to not care what the press says and just keep going to battle every day. With that, you have Donald Trump. So this election is really breaking down to, you know, it's the swamp versus freedom. It's Marxism versus capitalism. Yes. It's socialism, you know, versus every ideal we have in America. And again, as you saw from the DNC, they don't believe we have any redeeming qualities at this point. What is their vision for America? It seems like a very dark and gloomy place uh, with a lot of rioting, burning and protesting and destruction of America. It's donjr.com. Check out the book, Liberal Privilege. Don, thanks so much uh, for coming on. Everyone go check out the book and let's get to victory. Thank you, Charlie. Good being with you as always. Thanks, man. See you soon. What a great conversation that was with Donald Trump Jr. As always, email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go right now to tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Get engaged. Get involved in the fight for the next generation. If you're looking for an organization to support financially, you can go to tpusa.com slash donate and help us continue to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine, all you have to do is subscribe, screenshot your subscription, and email us that at freedom at charliekirk.com. Type in Charlie Kirk Show, your podcast provider. And as always, make sure you are subscribed. Freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless you. Talk to you soon. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary.